pronouns are they them there hi i am jessica moss and my pronouns are she her hers and this is an installation of the artist creative series so thank you so much oh for namache podcast so thanks so much just for joining the podcast thank you kalea um so the um i just dyed my hair <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and it came out completely different from what I intended. So the, <laughs> the, um, the, uh, what is it called? The icebreaker question is what is just the wildest thing that you have ever done to your hair? Oh, I've had some moments. Okay. I've been, um, pink. I've been blonde, I've been green, I've been blue, uh, I've had braids, I've had twists, <laughs> I've been permed, Ooh. I've been natural, um, I don't know, black hair be going through some things. Yeah, <laughs> I love the versatility uh, of black hair, truly, truly, truly. Truly, you like. know, and, and in different geography. Like, depending on where I am, my hair also responds really differently. Okay. Um, you know, because sometimes there's more moisture in the air, mm -hmm. or sometimes it's more dry. And so I have to be, I have to have a lot of tools on deck. To yeah. To <laughs> yes. my hair in different environments. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I definitely, like, whenever I, I had my hair just, like, out in an afro, like, any humidity I was like yes 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 because my hair was like perfect it was just so happy with all the moisture in the air I'd be like sweating bullets but my hair would be like beautiful <laughs> just absolutely lovely so yeah I I definitely understand that I went to the I got well I got my hair cut one time mm -hmm. and it was so cute and like she pressed it and I got fresh. It was blunt bangs. Mm -hmm. It was like, I knew I looked cute when mm -hmm. I walked up there and I was planning on going to the square party. You know, the square party. Yeah. And Snug Harbor. Why would you get your hair? Why would I do this? <laughs> Why? For reference, y'all, square party in, involves water. Just water guns. Water guns. As in like <laughs> kryptonite. Full of dudes with water guns who literally see my straight hair and make an effort mm -mm. to point the gun at. So I lasted in there for five minutes. Yay. It's still cute, but like, I was like <laughs> mad at everyone. And you definitely like paid good money to have your hair done. You feel me? Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably the, the craziest shit I've ever done to my hair might be what I just did. <laughs> Because I'm not I'm not bad at doing my hair. Like I can retwist my hair. I know how to straighten my hair. You know, like I can do like a nice like twist out or braid out or something like that. But in general, I just have so much hair, and so it's not like I'm not waking up every day and doing my hair. 
Like, I'm not doing that. And now that I have locks, I don't really, like, have to, like, you know, do shit. I just, like, wake up, take the locks off, off set sock off, maybe run my fingers through them. And then that's really it. But um, I've never really, like, dyed, dyed my hair like this. I put some, like, color conditioner in before, but it did not turn out quite like how this did. So, um... Yeah, I think the probably the most unhealthy thing that I did was probably put um, relaxer in my hair, which I didn't even have my hair relaxed for that long in the kind of the grand scheme of things. But um, and I use a good expensive relaxer for years, but it's just still like my hair was so damaged, like in certain parts of my hair were really damaged, like where I had like my part and stuff like that. And it was kind of wild. I heard something recently about um like uh relaxer phobia like people who come at people who have relaxers oh you no know? and i don't that's not where i'm coming from like if you have a relaxer in your hair that's fine if you make that choice for you yeah you know? yeah and i don't mean any but it it provi- it illuminated this whole new narrative that i never really thought about because people do talk really poorly about relaxers because of our own experience yeah i mean i have traumatizing experiences with with relaxers i i would be surprised if if like if no one did right because i'm thinking like that shit i got chemical burns like on my scalp from that shit um but yeah i you know i think i sometimes forget that people are not i'm not gonna say still but like people do still actively choose to get relaxers just because most of my friends slash all of my friends yeah. <laughs> like have their hair natural exactly. and so like i'm like of course like this person has braids this person has twists this person's just wearing an afro this person has locks and so when i see people who have relaxers i'm like oh yeah like that's another way that people do their hair and like yep. if that's how you feel like good empowered and like that's what you have the money totally. for then like totally. go for it it's not for me Yes. And I have experienced it, and that's how I know it's not for me. For me, like, I stopped doing it in college because I was like, I'm not making enough money for $100 every other month. My hair grows fast, okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So if we're trying to keep that shit looking tight and right, then I, who, who's paying for it? Like, You're so right. Yeah. Who's paying for it? And so I just started, like, um, flat ironing my hair or whatever, and it was fine. It worked. It, you know, just crank the flat iron up to 425 degrees, as high up as it will go, and just, and it's fine. Everything's fine, you know? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, my, my hair does not, like, get out of bed to straighten for anything under, like, probably 350. Same. Yeah. You gotta make it hot. Yeah, it's just like, what was that? It's just a little bit warm. But like, you know, 425 and it's just like, oh, you wanted me to be straight. Oh, (laughs) okay, that's fine. That's fine. We can do that. But yeah, no. That shit's really wild though. But yeah, I I don't know that I'm necessarily a a relaxer shamer. I'm just kind of like, uh, it's like not the move for me. And it's just expensive and... Each their own. Yeah. Whatever y'all want. And I'm not totally not shaming. Right? Yeah. If that's what you're into, that's what you're into. Yeah. Just I just not- happen to have, like, I think I have 0% friends who have a, a relaxer in their hair. Yeah. Which is funny. Um, I'm sure we've all had relaxers, though, because that, that was an error. That um, was a thing. We did that. 
Yeah, that's true. I think I got my first relaxer when I was either like 14 or 15, actually. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really a choice of ours. No, my mom was just kind of like, I got to do your hair for how much longer? Exactly. <laughs> like, I got to hot comb your hair for how much longer? Mm-hmm. And my, I have a lot of hair. Like, I had uh-huh. so much. And you've seen my hair, like, not in locks before. And so it's, shit is thick. It's, 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 there's so much. And so I think my mom was just like, I'm tired. (laughs) Like I have other things to do besides your hair. And like, I knew how to like grease my scalp and wrap that shit up, but I wasn't really, yeah. Mom needs more support than that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So let me make your hair quote unquote more manageable. And it also was before, like, I mean, that was before the, uh, natural hair movement and so it wasn't cool to have your hair in its natural state like it was absolutely like I cannot believe that this bitch doesn't have a relaxer in their head it was not seen as professional it Mm-mm. was not seen as clean yeah you know it was and it wasn't show, shown as like versatile either it's yes. just like it, there was like that same narrative of oh well black people can't grow their hair long and I'm like meanwhile my hair is fucking long at the at the yeah. time where people are saying that shit black people's hair is unhealthy mm-hmm. and like you can't really do anything with it you just have have it out and like that was also I was in high school before like YouTube I was in college honestly ah. before YouTube was a thing yeah and so it wasn't a resource there wasn't really like resources out there yeah. bef- like to show like those fucking dope tutorials of like black people doing the most amazing shit with their hair. I've learned so much. I've learned so much. Like about my own hair. When you find somebody who has your same curl pattern, which also we have language for now. Yeah. That was not something like 4B, 3C, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't have that before. Yeah. And now that you have language to identify your specific hair texture, yeah. it makes it so much easier to know. Like, I find somebody online who's got my hair texture, and I'm like, okay, bet. I'm going to try that product. Exactly. Exactly. Products, too. Mm-hmm. There was what? Blue Magic. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, I said, w- I said was, as if it doesn't still exist. <laughs> Exists. I see it at the grocery store. At the grocery store, there was that oil sheen. Um, there was the pink. That was pink. yeah. The one in the orange container that is round. Oh, with, with, with the green. Oh, the or- Yeah, my dad used that actually. Apparently, Murray's makes like it's. Oh God, but it's it's like um a, a lock retwisting. Um. What is it? A lock retwisting wax or something like that, but it's not actual beeswax. Uh oh. Jess, did we lose you? And we reconnect. Okay, there we go. But yeah, so the products, the resources, and like the just uplifting of like black hair is like light years further than it was whenever also look at how orange my hands are from dying my hair (laughs) light years further from like what where it was whenever we were like in high school um and now like not long ago yeah yeah totally not that long ago absolutely not 18 years ago um (laughs) not a whole like adult ago um but yeah you know but truly I I am like very grateful for it and that's absolutely not what this podcast is about (laughs) but I do love talking about black hair just because I think it's such like 
I just think it's amazing. And like, I also used to not, I used to really fucking hate my hair when I was a kid um, because I went to like a predominantly white like daycare or whatever. And they would literally take out my little, I didn't have a lot of hair. They would like take out my little puffs and my little like doo-doo braids and just like make fun of my hair. And so it took me a really long time to just like love my hair and like show appreciation for how grateful I am for like the abundance of my hair, for the versatility of my hair. So it's kind of fascinating. Wow, I can't believe somebody had the audacity to do that to someone else's child. Yo, right? And like someone, specifically a, a white, a, like a white woman. I'm looking for the box cutter because yeah. I honestly might retwist my hair right now with you. Oh, okay. Let's talk We're doing about this. It. Let's do it. Let's about it's it. called multitasking. Um, Honestly, one of my favorite uh, adverts or like an like an art upcoming program, like an event that was happening, yeah. was filmed on this young artist's cell phone, and it was him unbraiding his cornrows as he was talking about the program. And I was like, I'm going. I don't have any more questions. Yeah. Because it just felt like the most real and like transparent. Like, I got to do this thing. Yeah. Go silent. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do this thing. And so let me do it right now as I'm unbraiding my hair. Y'all ready? But like, this is what's about to Oh, wow. That's actually, that sounds so beautiful though. Like, I really love it. I, yeah. I, I think like hair is just such a, specifically like black hair. It's, it's such like this, I don't know, it's like a fucking national treasure. Like it's just so valuable and so lovely and is so versatile. And it has like, I can't say that like I got locks for like political reasons, <laughs> but like it it holds so much like history, you know, um, and just so much meaning. And so, yeah, I love it. The actual lock, like, do but also specific to you you know specific to each individual it means so much absolutely that's dope <sighs> they look great <laughs> yikes all right <laughs> you ready to get started jess let's let's do this let's go okay first question um what is what identities do you hold uh, I'm Jessica Moss, I'm a black femme presenting queer woman. I walk in the world as an artist, an independent curator. I am a arts worker slash administrator. I'm an advocate for the arts. Um, all things arts, I think I'm interested in involved in that's that's how i move in the world yes 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 um and how do how do these identities that you hold um inform your wellness and your self-care you know i've been thinking a lot about this question because i listen to this podcast <laughs> um and because I feel like self-care, like the self-care question is often so prevalent in our communities. Mm -hmm. And I really don't know, Kalea. Okay. I really struggle with it. Um, I, I, 
I appreciated when I was listening to this podcast, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about how they knew to start to take care of themselves or they knew it was time for self-care mm-hmm. when they when their plants started wilting, mm-hmm. when they could see their their plants suffering. I think that was my cousin, <laughs> who is also an yeah. amazing artist. Yes, my cousin Jasmine. That was a good one. Oh yeah, uh, your cousin Jasmine. Yeah. yeah, I really liked that one, and I identified that. Um, I don't know necessarily how it shows me myself. I mean, I do the things, you know, like I take the bath. I took a bath last night. I took Ooh. a very expensive bath last night. I, love I that bought for this. You. <laughs> I bought this like, or I got this um, bath tea. This bath tea was gifted to me. Okay. Um, and it's like all these beautiful flowers and scents and you it comes with big tea bags and you put the flowers in the tea bags and then you put it in your bath and you let it soak for some lot, some time and then you take a bag out of the bath like that yeah um, that sounds amazing it was, a, it was great uh, a number of different uh bath salts and soaps were involved in this you know like that feels like care for myself mm-hmm. um but really i feel like the real answer to this question of how my work relates to my self-care practices is I I find the most pleasure in providing care to my community. Okay. Um, and that could be as simple as like, I, you know, I see a homie at, at the bar and they need a drink. <laughs> you know? You like that to buy drinks for people. Was, I do know that. I do buy drinks for people. Kalei, you want a drink, baby? Always. <laughs> what, what you mean? <laughs> I think the shit um, that I bought has, like, sparkles in it. Oh. Oh. For your hair? I think so. Okay, let's try it. Yeah, it has mica. Okay, but if you put sparkly shit in your hair, that means you need to go out tonight. <laughs> no, it means that I do <laughs> not want to put this shit in my hair. Like, if you're going to be glistening... Listen, when I tell you that I hate glitter... Yikes. I'm now I'm worried. But this is the only shit I have. Let's see what happens. (sighs) So sorry. All right. So, I mean, I guess with the question of, like, how does... How do the identities that you hold... Um, inform your wellness needs. It's just like, for instance, okay, I um, work at nine to five where I sit on my ass all day and I talk on the phone. Uh So that makes me not want to interact with people after work. Um, That and also I'm an introvert. But, um, and so like, because I'm like engaging with people and I'm surrounded by people all the time, um, I, my self care a lot of times looks like, um, just maybe driving home, um, just I, me needing to not have talking like, to not talking people. to other people because uh-huh. like I've been engaging with people all day. And so I just need silence <laughs> and for no one yeah. to need anything. Um, or like I consider myself a yogi and so my self care is like affected by that because I'm more inclined to maybe just like do some stretches, do some yoga for myself. Do you, do you, um, think that you have any part of you that you 
do self-care for because of, um, you know, being an artist, being an, an advocate? Yeah. I don't know, Kalia. My practice has just become more outward-facing than internal as of recent. Okay. Maybe this is because of Max, my mm. little babe. Little babe. Yeah. My little babe who's 21 months, just shy of two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, that it feels like so much importance is on others, uplifting others, uplifting my community, uplifting people around me. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I know it's to a detriment, right? And I know it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, but my focus is on making sh- it's like y'all good everybody good y'all cool okay y'all cool then i feel like i can be cool but so much of my cool is still taking care of others Mm. and those around me and that includes max my daughter Mm -hmm. um but also my community you know like i honestly feel i i feel this way i feel most comfortable when i know that everybody around me is comfortable okay you know what i mean yeah, I mean, and that's kind of something that um, one reason why I started Nama Shape Podcast was because I was like, I do believe that if we're taking care of ourselves, we're able to take care of our community. And if our community is taken care of, then our community is able to take care of ourselves, each of us individually. Yes, it's reciprocal. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that. Um, so you have kind of alluded to it, but um, like, well, when do you know that you need to engage in self-care? What are some signs that you're like, all right, let me shut this shit down? Well, I was thinking about it because I went to water my plants this morning and they were looking sad. And I was like, oh, Kalea. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm embarrassed. Um, I should do something to care, take care of these things that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm here to take care of. Uh, so that's a thing. Also, I've been really sad lately, yeah. as we talked about earlier, because my best friend just passed away mm-hmm. about a couple of weeks ago. And I found myself... Um, how I was taking care of myself in this time was like um, Parks and Recs. Do the you show? I love that show. With, um, what's his name? Aziz Ansari? Yeah. What's his character? Uh, Tom. Tom. And <laughs> yeah. what is it? Is it Donda? Rhonda? Rhonda! Treat Rhonda, yourself. Right? You feel me, Kalea? Yeah. Right? Like that treat yourself whenever I'm like an instinct in me that is like treat yourself where I like wake up in the morning. I'm like, I want to go shopping or like, I want to eat a big steak or like, I want to drink a bottle of fancy champagne. Like whenever I feel like I have these treat yourself moments, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's my body telling me Mm. that I need to take care of myself. Okay. So you kind of just have almost like the urge to do not necessarily extravagant things, although I would consider you to be no, an extravagant, extravagant person. Okay, okay. They Didn't mean to correct myself. You are a very <laughs> extravagant person. Um, literally, no joke there. You are an extravagant person. And so whenever oh, you wake Lord, up, <laughs> whenever you wake up and you're like, I like need extravagance, like I need that, then like that's kind of a sign, like that's your body or your self telling yourself. Um, you know, treat yourself. You need to take care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like sometimes I don't know, you don't eat meat, you know, but like sometimes there's a craving for meat 
and generally whenever that happens it means that you you have an iron deficiency Mm -hmm. it's like your body is telling you yeah that you need to fulfill this certain thing okay yeah and that's what this feels like it's like when it happens it's like my body's telling me you need to take care of yourself in a way that makes you feel special yeah you know yeah do you feel like self-care this is self-care right now. I'm loving watching you do this. <laughs> I feel Thanks. very relaxed. If you want to jump cool. in and maybe help uh, with this. What is this thing. called? Like ASMR? You know, like the sound? Oh, and, you can hear it? No, I can't hear oh, it. Gotcha. But I'm witnessing it. And like the... Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for creating the ASMR. That's actually exactly how it sounds from here. <laughs> because <laughs> my hair is still like sopping wet you know like <laughs> yeah um, i'm experiencing this and it's very relaxing and satisfying well i'm glad you're satisfied i personally am just let's do this <laughs> <laughs> but um are you thinking that like kalea is retwisting their hair by the way yes i'm it's retwisting my hair which, um, if you listen to the last episode with, with Beck, I was also retwisting my hair. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you'd think I like it. Um, but <laughs> here I am. But, um, yeah, so, like, you wake up and you feel like, I really need to treat yourself. Do you feel like um, when that when you wake up and you have that feeling, do you feel like you're kind of like at your wits end where it's like, oh, I need to do this stat? Or do you feel like, hey, like this is kind of a preventative thing? It varies. But let me tell you about today. That's okay. a less vague and more specific example. Ooh, okay. Uh, I was with Max, my daughter, all day because mm-hmm. I'm a stay-at-home mom, which is the hardest job in the world. I did not know that. And I'm really grateful for all moms who... Um, I'm, I'm very empathetic for all moms who do this work. Um, and I don't know, terrible twos, they call it a thing, you know, and we're approaching there. Yeah. And she was wild. She peed on me while I was sitting on the bed. She <laughs> threw her food on the wall. She grabbed a pen when I didn't know she had it. She wrote all over a wall. Oh, she's she picked an up her little, she is an artist. Thank you for saying that. She, <laughs> thank you for reframing that. <laughs> <laughs> she picked up, she got a little baby potty, you know, like potty train potty. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little bassin and then you dump it in the toilet. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. Yes. Right? She picked it up, looked at me, turned it over, and then shook it multiple times <laughs> to make sure I got it. She's been biting me all day. It, I, I had reached a place. I handled it. You know, honestly, like outside of myself, I was like, wow, I handled that so well. Like I did good. I didn't ask, you know, like nothing escalated. The volume of my voice was calm. I was gentle. You know, I did all the things. Yeah. But I also called her dad and I was like, you're going to come home at five o'clock. Great. I can't wait for you to take her. (laughs) I'm going to leave. And as soon as you take her, I'm not going to see you for another four hours. (laughs) I'm outie. (laughs) I'm outie. And I left. And um, I came back after four glasses of wine and I feel much better. Oh, good. I had a seafood dinner. Okay. <laughs> Folks can't see the hair flip that just Yeah, no, it's the extravagance for me, actually. <laughs> yeah, the hair flip was so good. Of, almost a whole bottle of wine by myself. You know, like, I'm feeling 
like I took care of myself in that moment with yeah. what I needed. Yeah. And I could come back to the situation and kiss her goodnight. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> Toddlers are wild. No. <laughs> they be on some wild shit. <laughs> like, truly. Like, I just, I don't know. Every toddler I've ever met, including, like, my siblings and my thousands of cousins, I'm just like, y'all are wild. <laughs> they, don't give, they don't give any fucks. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I had a text conversation with my mom today where I specifically asked my mother, how do I discipline my child? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And what did how she say? How do I do it? How do I get it? How do I get her to listen to me? She's like, you have to, she said, put her in timeout, put her in the corner and tell her what she did wrong. Don't yell at her. Just explain what she did wrong so that she understands. She's two. She's, she's not even two. Yeah, not even. They're all like. But I, I do think that kids have the capacity. I just think it's like, and I'm sure you like talk to her, you know? So it's just like, just use the words that she knows. <laughs> Like, wall, don't draw. <laughs> when she was looking at me in my fucking eye, holding the bassin over and shaking it multiple times, I was like, bitch, you know exactly what you're doing. Oh, right? she's obviously. When kids make eye contact while they're doing just the wildest shit, they're like, I want, I want, I want you to break. <laughs> they're asserting their dominance. <laughs> Give me a halibut right now. <laughs> Give me your finest bottle of wine right now. No, no two glasses. One glass, it's all me. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at this. It looks great. This shit is red. Wow. Okay. So you, some ways that you know, basically, um, that you need to engage in self-care is that you just kind of feel it. Like you, you're in the mood for extravagance, you're in the mood for things that make you feel like good and well taken care of. Are I, mean, there... I feel like this iron deficiency is a real metaphor. It feels like a deficiency in my body when I haven't taken care of I kind of, of love body. that though. Not the deficiency yeah. aspect, but I, I do... I understand what you're saying about like, oh, I'm craving, like, sometimes I crave things that I never crave. And it's because I know that, you know, okra, for instance, I'll crave okra. I don't fucking like okra. But like, whatever okra has is something yes. that I need. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. I mean, and that's why like, um, pregnant people crave like yes. chalk and dirt. Yeah. <laughs> because you need calcium. Yeah. Or you need something, you know? Like, yeah. Yes. So absolutely. I love that though. And I think that that's a really like, maybe delicate isn't the right word, but really like in tune way to listen to your body. Um, okay. Are there any other signs or symptoms or cues from you um, that help you know that you need to engage in self-care? I mean, I think my Scorpio daughter, um, my Scorpio, what is it? Um, Virgo rising Pisces moon daughter might as she gets older start to tell me because when I was sad this peak this past week when my friend passed away she was calling me a sad cow and mooing at me um so I <laughs> it's the Scorpio energy for me Max was like listen I know I'm a toddler but let me just go ahead and dive right in <laughs> Yikes. Um, so I feel like the 
this might be something that she just continuously checks me on throughout okay. her life, which I appreciate. Yeah. Kalea, you know? as a Pisces. Yeah. Like, we're both Pisces. I spent a lot of time looking up um, the Pisces-Scorpio compatibility right before Max came. Oh, I would love to hear more about that, though, because I do think that more me, a a non-parent to a human, um, I do think that more parents could really benefit from looking at their kids' charts. (laughs) It has, I mean, you know, and I did it before she even arrived, so maybe I'm projecting this onto her. Maybe. But I feel feel like it's real. I mean, there's just, like... uh, and expect like she won't make me cry <laughs> she won't make me cry oh she'll definitely make you cry <laughs> she'll make me cry a lot she was oh, trying God. to see if she could get you to cry whenever she poured over the basin for the the little um what are they called not squatty potty um yeah yeah it feels potty. like a test yeah it's a test She's like, okay She's okay moms won't cry when i do that how about whenever i draw on the wall okay she okay does it too my mom's is stronger <laughs> Give me my mommy kiss. She now. I'm like, oh. I feel like that might be the second part is that as she gets older, she starts to check me. Like, mom, have you done this? Yeah. Maybe you need to take a break. Have you said, did you drink water today? (laughs) You know, like, I think, like, I think that's also a very fascinating thing whenever, like, kids can see adults like can see their needs right Mm -hmm. because like as a kid and like as a Pisces and as someone who (laughs) my aunt uh, checked me on this last week she's a therapist she's like oh yeah you were just you just associate and I'm like okay wow um Are you diagnosing me at the barbecue? <laughs> First of all, um, how dare you? Second of all, you are absolutely right. I was trying to use a nicer word for that. But yeah, I'm absolutely dissociating. I am not here in this in this time and space. Why be here when I could literally be, um, I don't know, frolicking in a field or some shit, wherever the fuck I go. But, um, but like as a kid, like I don't think that I was aware of I was very much like in my head. And so I didn't really, I was always surprised whenever my parents acted outside of what my parents should act. So like if my mom was really upset, um, like really, really, really upset, um, not just normal like, Kalea, why are you daydreaming? Because (laughs) I'm dissociating. Um, But like really upset or if my dad was like super like in... um, and like a depressive mode where he was just like not able to be pulled out of it. You know, like it was like I would notice that, but I didn't notice in general, like kind of who my parents were um, personality wise, because I was like, these are parents and I'm I'm not a parent and it's my job to just get dressed, get ready for school, do all these things. I have to do all these things, take care of my little brothers and stuff like that. And so I think um I think a child who is kind of tapped into their parents and their parents' needs, even from a young age, even if all she can say is you're a sad cow, like, is pretty, is pretty special, you know? It is special. We have a cute thing. Max and mama! <laughs> <laughs> we got a cute thing. That's a little thing. That's cute. It Very cute. cute. 
I love her. I can't wait for you to meet her. She's gonna, you know, she's gonna love you. She'll probably make me cry. Like, you a little Maybe Pisces bitch. Be like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I told you I have room for one Scorpio in my life, and no offense to Max, but. <laughs> No offense to any Scorpios who might be out there in the world who are receiving this information, but y'all just a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. a lot. It's like, I always say this, it's like the fire sign of water signs. Because mm-hmm. you're still sensitive, but you got all that. Oh. Yeah, but you will absolutely set this shit on fire. Just, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so... um. Are there any other, like, outside of Max and outside of waking up um, and kind of craving that extravagance, you know? And, and also, this is a twofer, do you feel like your self-care is more preventative or is more reactive? I think it's often reactive. Okay. I'm actually making some art about this now, Kalea. Oh, wow. I'm thinking about a lot of... Um, quote-unquote self-care practices like the things people say like drinking tea yeah like taking a bath like doing a face mask yeah exercise you know the um cute things the things yeah that people say and i've been doing them in access in excess it's ex excess Mm -hmm. um and documenting those processes so i think i have like uh I think I have 75 of my, you know, peel face mask saved that I'm going to cast into uh, water basins. Okay. I don't exactly know what all of those words mean, but... Uh, um, It's okay. It will be a thing embedded in a a vessel Uh that is meant to hold water Uh because I like the idea of folks um, using the thing to wash their face Mm -hmm. with a thing that is uh, residual of my self-care practice. So like, okay. um, I've also been saving all these tea bags. I have like over 200 tea bags. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, you know? Okay. But I was saving it because I'm like, what is it? You know, like I'm doing this thing because this is the thing that I should be doing. Right. And I'm like doing the thing and I'm like, am I better? Do I feel more calm? Do I feel more relaxed? Mm-hmm. Maybe if I do more, maybe if it's an access, access, yeah. Maybe if it's excess. an access. I have a hard time with that word. It's because um, English is hard. Yo. <laughs> it truly is. Like, no shade. It's just English really doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I might like, hear myself say it. I'm like, that's not how you say that word. <laughs> um, maybe if I do it more. Yeah. I'll, I'll reach a place where I've, like, achieved a certain mm. level that I get to where like maybe I feel Yeah. I I do think that that's a really interesting observation though. Like of when, how many times is enough for me to feel better, right? Like I'm being, we're fed these messages of like, do this to feel better. Do this to take care of yourself. Face masks, I don't feel particularly uh, connected to that as like a practice for my skin. Mostly because my skin is allergic to a lot of things, and so I have to read all the ingredients, and I would just yeah. much rather not uh, do all that. Um, I love tea, you know, but I can't necessarily say that, like, tea is a way for me to, like, take care of myself. But we're always being told that face masks and teas and, like, I don't know, massages. foot massages, which massages are a, a good idea, actually. 
Um, but like all these things are like, okay, this is going to make you feel better. This is how you self care. But there really aren't a lot of instructions beyond that. It's not like take, you know, five of those bath bombs a week and bath bomb baths a week. And then you'll achieve enlightenment or anything like that. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Take a bath and you'll feel better. And I'm like, will I? Or will I just be skeezed out that I just stewed in my own body? (laughs) It's me. Yeah, I don't I don't particularly love baths. Um, (laughs) But like it's so I do. I think that's a really interesting observation, though, because um, because I don't think that there's a lot of not science, but like evidence based self-care. I appreciate the evidence piece because it feels like in a way, as I'm developing this work, Mm -hmm. as I'm thinking about this, it feels like I I have to reach a certain amount or do a certain amount of this thing to prove Mm -hmm. that I'm on the path to take care of myself. Yeah, yeah. How many times have I, like, I have worked out X amount of times today or this week. That means I'm taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if I drink hot water tea every day for a whole year, that means I'm taking care of myself. But what does that look like? You Mm -hmm. know, like, what does that actually look? So this is kind of how I'm thinking through this thing. What is it, you know, like, these standards or these norms of what it means to take care of yourself but in in mass and like in a way that just feels like it feels laborious. Hmm. What feels which is laborious? not where self-care should be, right? Like I'm having this practice of like having to drink a tea every day or mm-hmm. like work out or like take a remember to take a bath every day mm-hmm. because this is a thing that I need to do to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So then it's the thing that I have to remember to do because I want to take care of myself. That feels like extra labor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that also trips me up too, because it feels like to care for myself should not be labor. Like I do not dream of labor, Mm -hmm. you know, that part, say it again. I don't know what I dream of, but it's not that. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't have a dream job. When I'm in this practice and I'm doing this routine, Mm -hmm. you know, or becomes a practice, even it feels like labor. Yeah. And I don't know if that's what it should feel like when I'm really taking care of myself. I think these are really good questions. Are there certain things that you do as self-care that do not feel like labor to you? I don't know what they are. I mean, even when I do those things that are not that, like I go get my nails done. Mm -hmm. It's still a thing. Yeah. (laughs) I know because I had to make an appointment. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, actually I had a good, let me share this with your listeners because I had a great idea and I hope somebody does it. Um, you know, I'm a busy woman and <laughs> I need to get my nails done every two to three weeks. Yeah. And I also work full time and the only places that I can go to get my nails done close at 7 p.m. And I usually get off of work at 6 p.m. And they don't want to see me when I get there at 6.30. Right. So what are my options? Oh my gosh, why don't we create like a late night party spot where you can get your nails done, where everybody's drinking, nail techs get paid, you can come in because it's open, you leave fresher than when you came. So I'm going to do it, make it happen. Okay, Um, I would like to add to this brilliant idea. Great. (laughs) There should be, (laughs) I'm going to say some stupid shit. No, no, I'm ready. (laughs) There should definitely be like a stripper. Yes, like a pole, excuse me, a pole dancer. Yes. 
Yes. Um, and they should, <laughs> if it's like through the night, they should serve brunch. I'm basically trying to set up a nail salon inside a strip joint. The strip club. Kalea, this is a great idea. I think it's a good idea. This is, you feel like, I just want to go somewhere where I know at 8 p.m. until 2 a.m. I can get my nails done. And yeah. it's going to be a good job. I uh-huh. feel safe in there. Mm-hmm. And I can get a drink. Because that's the whole point, too, of going to the nail salon. I love getting the free champagne. Oh, yeah. I love, I love <coughs> polish. I'm feeling a little great. Yeah. <laughs> this should be a thing that is available to me. So somebody make it happen. All right. You don't even have to cite me. Just you don't, to make it happen. <laughs> cite me, though. Cite me. Because always, I always think there's an improvement if you add some titties. Fair. You know, we used to have a whole group text that was just sitting titty. <laughs> it was just like it was literally like just gay shit. I think that was like the did name of this? the. That was it. Did you see this, Kalei? Did you see? This? Did you see this ass? <laughs> yes. Look at the ass again. Look at it again. Yeah, that was really it. And I had to. I was like, I gotta step away. <laughs> I gotta step away. <laughs> so now I'm in a different group, and we still send each other. Gay. I'm just always gonna send people gay shit. It's just like. Like, you know, the internet is, like, an expansive place, right? Like, it has, like, you know, it has resources, it has news, you can can connect with people, but it also has, like, endless amounts of, like, titties and ass. So much titties. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) You okay? (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Child. Child. Titties and ass. Lay to lay. Yes. Um, okay, so <laughs> I forgot where we were in our conversation. <laughs> so we talked, we went over kind of how you know, like when you know, oh, we were talking about that it's more of like a reactive pit bit than yeah, um, your self care is more reactive than um, preventative um, or main or maintenance, I guess would be another word for it. But um, okay, do you? You know what I? I feel like I'm. You know, like, I'm not bullying, whatever. I talk to a lot of people. I can have conversation with anybody. But I'm really an introvert because yeah. of how I get my energy is to, like, be by myself and recharge. And I feel like how I know I need care is that I reach a place where I'm like, I don't want to. I need to be by myself. I think that's a like really a, good one. My battery is depleted. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I you remember kate who used to live uh next to the roll up kate she white girl she down she funny i do not <laughs> kate, anyway there was, there was one moment where kate used to we used to party hard and i remember there was one night and i looked over at her and i was like you good and she looked at me on the sofa and it looked like that commercial from the 90s of that person be on the sofa that's like you smoke weed or yeah. whatever and she, was like, she was like i have nothing left oh I'm like what <laughs> That's and that's the introvert vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like when I, I do. reach that point where I'm like, I really have nothing left to contribute. I try to reach myself before I get there. Yeah. But when that point happens where I feel like my battery, I have no fuel, mm-hmm. my battery's on E, I'm like, I have nothing left to contribute. That means that I need to retreat and I need to take care of myself. Yeah. Do you, do you feel that coming on or is it like all of a sudden like, shit, I've overextended myself and now I have to go in a huddle? Is it shit because I say yes to everything? Mm. 
it's always a shit because I say yes to everything. I double book. I do too much. I do the most. And then I'm like, oh, I, I've, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. You know. Did you ever think that, have you always known that you were an introvert? Yeah. I mean, always is hard. Um, but in my adult life, yeah. Okay. But what makes that complicated play is that people perceive me as an extrovert. Mm. I, I can see that, yeah. I think I assumed, and this is maybe like a, a wrong assumption, but it's not a bad one. I think I assumed that you were an introvert because you're a Pisces. And I feel like most Pisces are probably introverted. Um, and yeah, we need our time and our space. Yeah, time and space, time and space. Um, I've been trying to have a thought queer summer. And I've been pretty, yeah, I've been pretty successful at it, actually. Yeah. I like been, that, yeah, because you saw my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I, I told myself, um, you know, before summer started, I was like, Clay, I want you to have your ass out more. So I bought some coochie cutters. I'm missing this? Yeah, you're missing it. That's what you get for moving to Pittsburgh. Wow. <laughs> I think. I'm missing this. send you pictures um because my ass has been looking really good it's been looking like a grown person ass like my ass has always been like great because genetics like literally from both sides of my family but my ass this summer i'm like wow i'm really like i really got an ass um yeah yeah that's a fat ass like what i don't think i realized that because there are fatter asses out there you know Like, there are people who have, like, fatter asses than me. You know them. I know them. You love them. I love them. And so, like, but, like, the, the you know, what is it? Um, com- uh, comparison is the thief of joy or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm just, like, out here, like, yeah, my ass is fine. But then I, like, put on, like, shorts and my ass is like, well, I will not be staying in these shorts. Um, <laughs> I'm hanging out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like maybe, I feel like you have that moment more often than not. Oh, I do. Where, where you see yourself in something and you're like, oh, I'm cute. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I will say that um, probably within the past probably year and a half, I've realized that I'm actually not the same size that I thought I was. As in, I thought that I was like a tall, large person and I'm absolutely not. I'm not tall. I wouldn't describe you as tall. I'm literally 5'4". I'm... Oh, you're smaller than me. <laughs> uh, wait, how tall are you? I'm 5'5". Five five. Wow, what? Have you always been 5'5"? Five five? I, I don't think I'm I swear up and down that I was like, yeah, I'm I'm larger than Jessima. But see, like, that's the thing. Like, I like, I'll like duck, you know, like, <laughs> I'll like... D- posture. Yeah, I got, you know, I got pretty decent posture because I'm uh, an instrumentalist, um, a musician. But like, <laughs> but yeah, no, like I'll be like, whoa, whoa. And like, you know, the, it's a tree branch. Like it's way, <laughs> it's like eight, ten feet in the ground. I'll be like, off the ground, I'll be like, whoa. Like, let me duck so I don't hit myself. <laughs> or I'll, I'm a giant. I'm, I'm a giant. Like I really... <laughs> I'm not, and like I just, it took, um, and not even like me, like not, it wasn't like anyone like cutting me down, like you're small, you're small, but like I just, I grew up and I was typically taller than most of my classmates, but then I basically like 
got to be this height in seventh grade and have not gotten taller since. They caught up. Yeah, they caught up. And so I was always like, oh, yeah, I'm like bigger, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm I'm remarkably average, actually, like in size, in like weight, in height. I'm actually just pretty regular when it comes to that. But yeah, I still am like, oh, God, let me duck. That tree is I don't want to hit that branch. <laughs> Yeah, Uh it's very silly. Um, But as so back to being an introvert, um, do you think that because you are an introvert that your self-care like looks different maybe from what an extrovert is? Ooh. Maybe I don't like to be in the gym. Is that what y'all do who are extroverts? Uh, Are you asking me? (laughs) (laughs) Extroverts who are listening. I mean, I mean, I'll be in the gym, but I'd be damned if I talk to anybody in it. That's what I mean. Like y'all who be doing the classes together and then oh, high fiving yeah. after. That's not my thing. <laughs> that seems very specific, but <laughs> I've witnessed it. Yeah, she was like, "Oh wow, they must be extroverts. They're high fiving." Like, wow, that's what y'all do over there. <laughs> y'all high fiving like there's no COVID. <laughs> Yeah, right? Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It might be some, you know, oh, I think that, okay, I'll say this. There are things that I do that might be extroverted practices, okay. but I'm still introvert. Okay. Like, um, you know, today when I was really stressed out and I was like, I, I want to go out and I want to have a drink, I hit up one of my good girlfriends to see if she wanted to have a drink with me and go out. And that feels like an extrovert practice, you know, to be with other people and to lean into them. Yeah. Um, That's not what I ended up doing. I ended up having dinner by myself, which Mm -hmm. also, (laughs) you know, that's a very introvert practice. Yeah. Um, Which I loved. Yeah. Uh, So I feel like there are some, you know, but everything is balanced. Everything's a spectrum, right? Like there are some things that I do that might feel more extroverted okay. but I feel at heart I'm still ha- because what it is right is based on how you recharge where you yeah. get energy from and I get my energy from myself and being alone that's yeah. where I feel most like I can like plug in and power up okay wow sound effects yeah yeah you like that yeah yeah you want to do sound effects for the pod yeah okay I definitely do understand that. I didn't actually realize I was, I am an introvert until probably a couple years back. And it like, because I always thought that I was an extrovert because I do love people, right? And I um, really enjoy like engaging with people and I really care about people. And, but at the end of the day, I'm just tired, right? Like I just, I'm like, Ooh, I get home and I'm like, yes, got the place to myself. Nobody talked to me. Yeah. But Kalea, I feel like both you and I are host. Okay. Like, it's like, welcome to my home. Welcome to my, you know, like you are very welcoming. Yeah. I mean, I'd be in the house. Yes. But, <laughs> but that part, but still in the house. But I'm in the you house. Know, like, like welcoming to many people, like embracing like yes but like also the balance is i'm still in my space yeah i'm in my space and i'm allowing i i think i'm very uh specific about who i allow in my space and how long um they're welcome there and i'm not like the kind of person to be like you gotta leave 
because I already know what the vibes are before that person comes into the house. For sure. I appreciate it. Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to be like, yeah, I, like, just met you. I have no idea what this is. Come to my house, you know? Like, we got to be, like, talking or texting. We have to have some sort of relationship. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I'm going to be very careful to cultivate a time, like, a time and a space where, like, all right, I said it ended at 10. It's 10. You got to go. Like, I'm, I think I'm very specific about that because I am a pretty, I'm a very, like, soft, sensitive person. Yeah. Like, very same. squishy. And I don't hate that about myself, but I recognize that, like, I'm very, like, I don't know you well enough to expose that soft, like, the soft parts of me. So I'm putting up this facade of being, like, prickly and, and hard on the outside. I understand that completely. Um, we're same same but different yeah mm-hmm. absolutely um, but yeah um, so how do you take care of your mind your body your spirit you've mentioned like Babs you mentioned halibut uh, <laughs> you've mentioned Hwine 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 um, how am I taking care of myself I mean, yeah, I do things. I take baths, I drink wine, I do my nails. Um, That brings me joy. Uh, How I am taking care of myself more recently is really different, though. I'm really leaning into my tribe in a way that I haven't before. Mm -hmm. Um, And my tribe is is vast. Um, There are folks who are other mommies, and I lean on them because I'm so new to this shit. Yeah. Um, and my inquiries range from like, you know, how my body will and has changed to like, um, what the fuck kind of cream should I get for this type of rash? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it's broad. Um, and I I rely on like my non-mommy tribe to like keep me not mommy. Because that's an important part of who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not so um, singular that I am just one thing. I'm a complex human being. And this mommy thing is just a new part. Yeah. So it's important for me to, like, continue my relationships with folks that extend beyond that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that feels like that feels like a self-care practice. Absolutely. Continuing relationships, you know? Yeah. I'll say this. Jason, my friend who just passed away, mm-hmm. had the unique ability to make you always feel like you were the only person mm. that, like, he cared about or, like, in that moment or, like, whatever. But in his death, it has become apparent that he has made everyone feel like that. And how big his network is is really remarkable. Um, how, does that, how does that make you feel, though? I feel... Um, you also like, don't have to share. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 Kalea, I'm. I appreciate you asking. Um, for me, Jason is emblematic of Black excellence mm. in like everything, and like that feels like that. What we were just describing um, feels like it feels like a pillar of excellence that you have that skill that you can do that with people, okay. you know, yeah. to like connect. Um, 
in a way that feels so special and so unique to every person. That feels excellent. Um, and I'm really, I'm proud of him. I hope that, that that's something that I can emulate one day. Anyway, I think uh, that might be a way that I know... What are we talking about? How to take care of myself? Yeah, like different ways you take care of your mind, your body, and your spirit. <clears throat> You've talked a lot about like kind of being with people, like in community yeah. in different capacities. I feel like it's really rooted in like relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and like people checking on me to make sure I'm okay. I don't know. That's been really present. That's been really that's been a thing for me in these past couple of weeks yeah. is folks who like are checking on me and reminding me to take care of myself. That has been important. Yeah. Um, and, um, maybe like providing ways to help me take care of myself when they know that taking care of myself is not a priority for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so cute things have happened. Like my girlfriend bought me a massage. Um, I went on a trip to Mexico with Kate, who I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. just the two minutes. You know, there have been, like, little things. Pe- folks are sending me flowers, you know, and, like, cute cards and, like, things that have been reminding me, like, just you taking care of yourself, you are, you know, like. Yeah. Um, and that accountability is necessary for me because then it reminds me, like, am I taking care of myself? Am I doing the things I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think like to a certain extent when it comes to self-care, yes, it's about like us taking care of like ourselves, but like sometimes we can't, right? Like sometimes we're like focused on our our children, our child. Um, Sometimes we're focused on like the tasks that have to be done or you know, if you have like a nine to five job, right? Like sometimes it's just like I get up. I get ready, I go to work, I come home, um, someone reminds me to feed myself, you know, all that stuff. And like, sometimes that's okay. I mean, self-care doesn't always have to be self-initiated. Um, oh, and, I, and I think that like, that is part of like being in community with people is like, when there are times whenever we can't take care of ourselves um then people send us food or send us flowers or people just text and be like let's drink water for five seconds you know (laughs) like whatever and like it's just it's just kind of like we're in community and when one person or a few people are hurting or mourning and other people are able to kind of uplift them then it's our duty to do that Kalea when you sent the questions for uh, the podcast, yeah. you know, and I listen to it and stuff. It's like this self-care question is always the hardest for me because I feel like I don't take care of myself. Mm. Um, and I feel like taking care of ourselves has never been important in the um, generationally in my family. Mm. Okay. Uh, it is always about taking care of other people. Mm-hmm taking care of the family, taking care of your husband, taking care of your kids, taking, mm-hmm. you know, like that's. Are you speaking always, specifically like as like a black woman or are you speaking as like a black person or. I'm speaking specifically about my family, but mm-hmm. I think that those are circumstances that could be mirrored in other circumstances with black women and black family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't think I'm alone in this. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, 
you know, like I, I, I've said before, like I, when I think about my grandma, my, my grandma, none of my grandmas ever took care of themselves. They're always taking care of the men, you know? Yeah. And it was like, I, like, I don't think I could ever in my memory, when I look back and think about my grandma, I don't think there's one thing grandmas that I can think of, of them doing for themselves, for the care of themselves and not for someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it could be generational trauma. It could be many things, but I, it could be, it could just be like who I am as a person. I am, I have not placed uh, a priority on caring for myself in the same way that I do caring for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. As I said earlier, this is, you know, problematic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but how I really feel like I'm caring for myself is that I'm caring for other people. Like, you know what? You know, when, I, when I'm when i feeling those instances where I'm like, I don't feel good, I'm like, let me go out and let me shop. Like I said earlier, I'm like, let me go shopping. But Kalea, I come home and all my bags are for other people. Mm-hmm. Because I get, like, I feel like, I'm like, oh, Brianna would like this. Or somebody needs this. Mm-hmm. Or like, this would be really cute with that dress that Morgan already has, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and then I feel good when I see Morgan and I'm like, Morgan, I got you this thing. Yeah. That makes me feel good. I mean, maybe, maybe part of that is like, maybe you're one of your love, your primary love languages is gift giving. It is. I love that. I love giving gifts. You, you really seem like you love giving gifts. I love giving gifts. Yeah. I do. I love making people feel joy. Yeah. Well, and, and like you're, th- you're, you're not just like buying shit for people. Like you're buying like thoughtful things And so I think that's absolutely, like, it makes sense. And, like, you also are taking care of yourself because you're doing something that feels, like, good to you. Like, you're, you're like, cultivating love in yourself because you are loving others. And I think... And those others are people that I care about. Yeah, and, like, also reciprocity, too. Like, I'm sure, like, you know, Morgan and Brianna, like, I know they fucking love you. And so... So it's not just, like, thanks for showering me with gifts, you know, Daddy Jess. Um, I know you like that. Uh, You're like, I am Daddy. I'm Daddy. You said that. You know my pronouns. Should we go back to the top? Yeah, what were your pronouns again? Daddy, Daddy, Daddy is. Dad, Daddy, Daddy is. But <laughs> like the last time I saw you, like what, like last month or something, and you were like, "I'm Daddy. I'm buying the drinks," and we're like, "Okay, Jess, buy the drinks." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like I'm not gonna like you don't have to twist my arm to buy me a drink. Clay, <laughs> I've been dra- buying you drinks for years. I I know I know. You're so good at it too. So, I am good at it. Yeah. I'm charming. I'm like good gentleman. Like I'm a gentleman. You're you really are. I I think that um, I would love to be a gentle them, um, in the same way that you are a gentleman. My girlfriend said to me the other day, she was like, I love dating you. I love being with you because you've shown me what it's like to really treat a woman. <laughs> Isn't that delightful? I don't know, is it? Because, bitch, I want you to know already. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I don't know. I was thinking about this probably today. Well, I said 
I said that like it was like a singular thought. I have been thinking about this because I'm dating someone. So like, you know, my partner, um, but then I'm dating someone um, outside of my partner and she's a baddie. Um, I'm sure of it. Like, wow. How are you, Halea? Thank you. You know, I'm, I got an ass, right? Like, um, I got a body. You got all of it. You I got, got all of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like 90% leg. It's fine. But, I'd say 120%. 120%? <laughs> what are these yeah. measurements? What, for what? <laughs> what? You said you might be. I'm giving you 120%. No, I'm saying my legs are 90% of my body. Oh. <laughs> I just have very long legs, and so it's just like, I might as well show these fuckers off, because it's, it's I really... I you were giving yourself a 90% score. Do you see how I just... Oh, okay. No, I accept the 120%, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever the 100 <laughs> is, whatever the measurement is, it's I, I accept that. But no, like, so I'm, I'm dating this person, and she's, um, she's pretty feminine. And I was talking to my friend about this, and I was just like... You know, I call her a lot, uh, not a lot, but like I call her more than she calls me. And um, and I like to be called. <laughs> like mm. I like to just be called into Cupcake and um, she lives in Charlotte, but like, you know, and like I like initiate a lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with doing that, but I was like, what's up with that you know and so i yeah. talked to her um like on the phone a little bit on on sunday and i was like asking i was like you know can we hang out this week and she was just like i don't know my schedule um she's like in kind of transit right now i'm gonna be moving um to a different country um but she was like and I was like, okay, well, you give me a call or you text me whenever you know when your schedule is, right? Yeah. Uh, and she seemed surprised by that. Like, oh, I have to call you? And I'm like, yeah, nigga. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> that's the most efficient way, right? Like, my Virgo rising. Like, that's just the most efficient yeah. way. It doesn't make sense for me to call you and be like, what does your schedule look like? And yeah, then you, you don't know what your schedule now? is. Like, okay, as soon as you know what's up, give me a call, right? And like, we can obviously That's talk before crazy. then. I don't think so, you know? But my friend was just like, okay, like, first of all, she's a baddie and she's fine, fine. So she's used to like niggas like falling all over her. And I'm like, I would absolutely be honored to fall all over her, you know? Like, <laughs> fall on top of her. Huh? But she also has to contribute. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's just like, and you know, I've told her, I was like, yeah, I like you. You know, I think you're really great. And she's like, yeah, same thing. I really like you. And I'm just like, how would you call me? Yeah. Yeah. Show up for me. Call me. <laughs> you're you know, so cute. Yeah. Just give me a call. I will literally drop everything. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> um, I'm a Pisces. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so like, but I was talking like, just like that kind of, um, but in like, queer relationships and relationships where both people have vaginas like it's very much like interesting to see who does what right like in one relationship I might be less of the pursuer and more of the like receiver when it comes to that uh -huh. um pursuey that doesn't doesn't seem like the right word but we're gonna go I with it i'm conjugating yeah. things you know it's okay i am understanding 
Thank you. Hopefully the, yes. the people out in podcast land are, you know, but like, and so I think, but I think it's interesting just because like, I haven't been in a lot of hetero relationships. And so I'm like, I don't really know. I just be calling people like if, you know, like if I like, if I like someone, then I'm a column, but I don't know what like, you know, like, is that considered to be more masculine, but it's just like, uh, neither one of us are, are men. So, and I'm non-binary, so I can really do what the fuck I want. Like, yeah, what's a gender role? Never heard of gender. Who is that? You know? Um, yeah. And so I think it's, I think it is interesting whenever like, you know, you're dating someone who like is a woman, a woman, who is a woman and, uh, you know, say, and they say shit like that. And I'm just kind of like, so have you just been like with trash niggas regardless? No. Or they're lesbian, Mm -hmm. but they're also not been with, I think it's, yeah, yeah. Like, so they're going to listen to this, so I have to be careful with hey. how I use my words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it, like, who I think it is? Is it that same person? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'd be out here in these streets, Kalei. You um, are in the streets. <laughs> the streets are calling my name. It, it's the streets are calling my name. <laughs> um, often I think it's that, right? Like, they, yo, we just come into this world, like, doing what we know. And if we don't see examples or no examples mm-hmm. or learn of what is good, then we just do what we see, you know? Okay, yeah. And um, I think that maybe when you're in a relationship or when you're with somebody that you can be something different than that, it kind of illuminates a whole Ooh. new world. Yes, yeah, I you think you're I mean? right. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that that's really like hitting the nail on the head. I think it's very much like you realize how expansive you are, how expansive you can be, how expansive, um, not necessarily gender roles, but like how, I don't know, how like things can be, like how expansive uh-huh. relationships and queerness can be whenever you're with someone who is welcoming and opening and open to that because there definitely are like totally. queer people who are really totally. into like heteronormativity and it just we still subscribe to roles yeah that's just wild know? like i've like looked that's like i've had like a stud lesbian look me in the eye and be like i'm the man of the house and i'm like make that shit make sense to me <laughs> like tell me what that means yeah what like you like you paying all, what does that mean like i don't understand yeah, what does that mean? because i could be dead Cause what? Uh oh. Down for it, but just let me know what it. Yeah, I like <laughs> I used to play um, this game whenever I was like, well, whenever I was on Tinder specifically, um, where I would like look at someone and try to decide if they were gonna try to strap me. Uh, <laughs> like, cause like I, I I find like masculine presenting. Um, like AFABs, um, assigned female at birth, like attractive, but I often am not like willing to date them because a lot of them want to just wear a strap on. And I'm like, I don't know if I really want to be fucked by you, <laughs> you know? Wait, wait, and so I used to just like play that game. What, um, right now? I, I mean, I have a question. Is it? I mean, you can, you can ask, tell me I don't have to answer. How do you, 
like to be fucked? Um, I love a I love a good fingers. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really into digital. <laughs> I can't say it. yeah. I I guess I'm really into it. Yeah. But it's like, but it's not so much like it's not so much that. It's also just like, am I gonna get to strap you? Like, are we are we both are we both doing the fucking? Because I'm I'm gonna wanna fuck mm-hmm. like right like I wanna fuck you. I will happily wear a strap on. I look adorable with it. You know. I'm sure. Stop talking about it. I can't. Go with you. <laughs> I'd be like posing every once in a while, like send pictures to to my partner and uh, with the strap. And like I'll hold it up to a remote or something. Oh my god! Isn't that what I like? Can't. Isn't that what niggas be doing? Yes, but I don't want to hear it from you, Kalei, because then I'm gonna think about it. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'd be on some wild shit. But you know, so like, but I do think that like, I think that like heteronormativity has has like so deeply like ingrained and entrenched in us. That even if we've been like lifelong, like gay, you know, just only been gay, never, never was, never had a straight thought. Like we still sometimes don't really know who's supposed to call, who's supposed to pay, you know, who takes out the garbage, who takes out the garbage, you know, and it's like, we figure we can figure these things out. Right. Um, But it's always just like, okay, like. Like, I remember Jam, my partner, was, like, so excited by, like, the random shit that I just knew how to do around the house. Like, they had just moved into their place, and they had gotten, like, a washer and a dryer. But, so, dryers have, like, two different types of, um, two different types of plugs, basically. One, like, they have, like... Four, a four prong one and then they have a three prong yeah, one. one yeah exactly and and it just depends on whatever type of like outlet you have for your dryer in the house it doesn't matter what kind of dryer you buy you can just buy another cord and then install it right and so I had done that a couple of times before because I like had a washer and dryer and bought you know bought it and was like oh shit the thing is wrong and like it's literally one of the simplest things and so I did it and they were like hype about it they were like oh my god and like you know like this is so amazing they were like taking pictures and i was like why are you so excited about this like like it's not that big of a deal and like i was just like doing what i knew how to do like i had literally done it you know like a couple times before it's again very easy you just gotta unplug like um unscrew a couple things and whatever and they were just like oh my god you know this is amazing this is so sexy and i'm like i'm really not even trying to be sexy right now just perceive it you're like yeah it is fucking sexy yeah that's right let's fuck later you know but like but it was very it was like very interesting because like my partner is more masculine presenting than i am i literally showed up to do that in a dress and like brought my tools and they were just like whoa but like people would be surprised wow. by that, you know. Kalea's got tools. Yeah, from okay. IKEA. Wow. <laughs> like I remember one time, like right. Vic was like came over to fix. Actually, was it my washer or my dryer? I think it was. It was. A, it was my dryer. And hey, I was Vic. just like, "Hey, Vic!" And I was like, "Oh, I got some tools." And he's like, "Put your tools away. I have real tools." <laughs> and I was like, "Get out of my face." <laughs> He, 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 he
has It was such a big thing to say. And I was like, how dare I bring my little plastic Ikea, you know, toolbox. And he had real tools. Because <laughs> he's an engineer. True. <laughs> yeah, he, he like is an engineer. But it was just, it was so funny because, you That's know. Hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. I remember one time I walked, my girlfriend is androgynous, but mm-hmm. more masculine pretending than me. Mm-hmm. And, and fine. You and, forgot to say that. And fine. So fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> one time we early on dating walked into a sex store and is this TMI? I don't know. Maybe nope. she'll be mad at me later. Um, but we were looking for little cute things for her to wear. Mm-hmm. And the, the folks who were run, like the clerks at the sex store were like, oh, um, her section alluding to me is over here. Mm-hmm. And totally pointed me to like the, you know. Um, Sexy maid or some shit. They, they as much uh, large, you know, she's larger than me. And mm-hmm. so they pointed me to like, the little tiny baby section. And I was like, no, <laughs> First no, of all, right. like, tiny baby section? <laughs> Maybe let's re- let's rethink that language. Um, <laughs> That's what it feels like. I'm like, this is for tiny babies. <laughs> Not at this a sex store. Yeah. I'm, I'm daddy. Um, where's the daddy section? This is not for me. This is for the tiny babies. <laughs> I'm grown. <laughs> I'm grown. Thank you. Um, but we had a giggle about it because we're like, ha ha ha. Little do they know that that you know your assumptions are not always based in reality. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's interesting how like it permeates to how people assume sex works as well. Yeah. Um, assuming like everything, how money works, money, how again, household things like yeah. the dryer, whatever that was, you know, like who yeah. does this, who cleans this, who cooks. I can't yes. tell you how many times people have been like, "Oh, Jam can cook," and I'm like, "Obviously, they're an adult. Like, what do you mean?" <laughs> yeah. Like, that even how? Mean? How? Why would they not be able to cook? I don't understand. They're like, "Well, you don't cook," and I'm like, "We both cook. We're both adults." But also, we bo- they're being they're an adult yeah like are adults walking around just straight up not cooking and also the answer is yes because i've met them yeah i was gonna say niggas yikes and i'm like you feel me like yeah that's just wild i'm like okay so you just like really are eating like full trash like Ramen noodles. I will, uh, recently, I have been thinking a lot about ramen noodles and how it would be kind of, they're just kind of nice and comforting. Okay. Again, like our earlier conversation, there's no shade on ramen noodles. Yeah. I use ramen noodles in this context to describe niggas who don't know how to cook. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I understand that. But I also okay. just, in general, have been thinking about ramen noodles. And I'm like, ramen I should noodles. just buy a few packs and just, could, I might like razzle dazzle, you know? Put an egg in it, Kalea. Boil an egg, put an egg in it. I will not buy eggs because I keep forgetting about them and then it makes my fridge smell. But maybe like season some tofu, put a little arugula in it. Yes. Um, You know, a little some, like some tomato or something like that. Um, Uh But yeah, I, I do think it's interesting because people like have these huge, like 
and just just everybody hand for the check everywhere we go you know like yeah it's just why y'all make these assumptions yeah and it's also like why not just leave me the fuck alone more times than not i want to be left alone out in public like just put the check on the table yeah don't say anything just let me do my thing yeah let me be daddy <laughs> Let me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, one of my coworkers called called all of us Jack, and I was like, "Did you just call me Jack?" And she's like, "I mean, I can." And I was like, "Yeah." And so she's been calling me Jack the past few days, and I'm kind of in love with it. Am I? Aren't I a good Jack? I could totally be Jack. I. You could be whatever you want to be, babe. Thanks, but specifically Jack. I'm. I'm really focused on that. I think that's. Yes. <laughs> I think today I want to um, be Jack. <laughs> you can be Jack. Should I start calling you Jack? Um, I don't know. How, how are we spelling Jack? Oh, God. I need to make a queer spelling, don't I? I mean, I like J-A-X and you're Jacks. Okay. Okay. That's very queer. Um, <laughs> I was thinking a Q with no U. Or what about Jacques? No. Like how French people spell it. J A Q U E S. Well, that's so many more letters for it could just literally be J A K, but okay. <laughs> I like Jacques. Jacques. You could say you're French. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I, I will not. <laughs> maybe not just like, <laughs> maybe just like J A Q. It's cute, but that's definitely Jacques. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, it's definitely Jack. <laughs> That's yeah, what I was going Jack. for. You're trying to, you're trying to add all these letters and then uh, add a U and an E and an S. Are you fucking kidding me? Jack. Jack. No. Anyways, but yeah. So let's focus. <laughs> Love it. It's great. It's great. I'm uh, maybe halfway done with my hair. Okay, how are we doing on time for this podcast? It's great. We're doing great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's no time limit. People can okay. pause it and pick it up the next day. That's what I be okay. doing. Um, yeah. So anything else for how you take care of your mind, body, and spirit? Um, my co-parent calls wine mommy juice. <laughs> you don't so like that? that- let you know that that's a big solution okay solution yes mommy juice okay um yeah i think that's that's what i've got to contribute okay um and then what is something that you um need to improve on in self-care i mean i think it's all of it kalea that's what i'm learning i don't even know what it really means i just need to do better at taking care of myself and I feel like I'm not afraid to say that. I feel like I listen to a lot of things and people are like, I do this or I do that. And it, it doesn't it doesn't hit the same way with me. Okay. And what doesn't hit the same way with you? The things that people say that I should be doing, like we were talking about oh, okay. before. You know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like I don't yet know what that, what it really means to take care of myself. But I'm open to learning and receiving as these things become more present mm-hmm. right now how it's showing up is me watching a lot of too hot to handle on netflix okay 
Um, and I appreciate that because it lets my mind rest and mm-hmm. distracts me from, you know, like the um, recent trauma that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like about fucking. <laughs> Actually, know, it's, it's about not fucking. It's about not fucking, but not fucking is also about fucking. Oh, absolutely. You feel me? Yeah. Um, and so I'm interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that very much aligns with what I know about you. So, yes. <laughs> um, I also am, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm I'm cooking a lot more. That's okay. an interesting thing. Yeah. I'm finding myself in a kitchen in a way that I'm choosing to be. Um, and feels really explorative. Okay. I'm doing that. And then also, you know, I, I know it seems really corny or whatever, but I really like my work and I really like looking at work, looking at art mm-hmm. and um, going to art spaces. That feels calming to me. Yeah. And it feels like a language that I know how to speak mm-hmm. and feels really digestible. And that makes me, there's like a, a clarity and a calmness that comes about when um, I take care of myself in that way. I think that's fantastic. I mean, you are literally an artist. And so it makes sense to be kind of be able to use art as like a reprieve. Um, yeah. Because I would assume that that is a comfortable space for you. I think that, um, I think that really resonates with me just because I am a musician. My hair is really red. Um, it's lovely. I'm looking at it and I love it. Because I, I wish I was a piano in real life. Just, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> it smells like, actually it smells pretty good. But, um, but the, but like today, for instance, I listened to, started listening to the playlist from, um, that show I May Destroy You is like this HBO mm-hmm. show, yeah. And I never yeah, really listened to it. Yeah. That first song was like, yeah. There was this one song. Actually, I don't think it was a song. I think it was a piece, but it came on, and I was just like, and I, it happened like right as I like pulled into my neighborhood and like parked, and I was just like, this is beautiful orchestration. And it made me feel really at home because I, I, I can't even say that I listen to music a lot. Like I, I'm trying to listen to music more. Um, but like I get annoyed by music because I'm like. Because you're a musician. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Y'all, y'all only use three chords for this entire fucking song. That's fucking wild that there there's so many chords and you just didn't try. Um, or just people aren't really that good of singers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the instrumentation was beautiful. Like. Oh, just the chords were really, I mean, it was just, the sound was really beautiful. The texture was so smooth. And I was like, I really fuck with music. Like I feel really good. And I just wanted to sit in my car and listen to it, but I didn't. Um, I finished it when I got back in the house and when I was just quickly dyeing my hair. Um, And like, I understand like feeling like this is where I belong. I feel I'm fluent in this language and I feel like I can just listen to this language and understand what's happening and digest it. And yes. so, yeah, I definitely, I definitely get that and respect that. Um, I think that that's something that I forget about myself, like 
the musician (laughs) side of myself. I'm like a whole ass musician and I don't really think about that very often. Sometimes we don't know about these things until we're in the situation where we have to like rely on it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I found myself like when I first started grad school and I was doing studio visits with artists and Mm -hmm. I felt like I was watching myself speak because I was like, this isn't a skill. This isn't a muscle that I've flexed in so long, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm witnessing, I'm witnessing myself flex this muscle Mm -hmm. and like, and, and work it out in a way feels, um, very intuitive and natural, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was listening to myself saying the things that felt really, you know, like when you aren't thinking about how when you do something, how it'll show up later. Mm -hmm. I like remember in this instance, it really felt out of body for me, like this first studio visit in grad school, where I was listening to myself cite all these art historical references Mm -hmm. about particular work that I was seeing and was like, you should look at this person and this person. And then it ended and I was like, Oh, this is my shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know this shit. I feel comfortable in this shit. There's, like, a history and a knowledge and a level of experience that could ultimately equate to an expertise. Yeah. Um, And it was like, oh. I would absolutely call you an art expert. I feel like I'm where I should be, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that feels very, like, mm, cozy. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that for you. Thank you. Um, what are some things that you excel at in self-care? I mean, excel in self-care. God damn it, Chloe. Um, <laughs> I excel at so many things. This is the thing I really struggle with. Um, I excel at patterns and routine. Okay. Um, what's, your, what's your rising sign? I'm a Pisces, Pisces rising, Kalea. <laughs> With Come a be Leo moon. Y'all be easy. <laughs> With a Leo moon. Wow. Like, okay. First she's sweet, then she's sour. <laughs> <laughs> and I set fire to the rain. <laughs> Watch me burn. I don't know the words after that. I just like the fire and the water part, you know. Uh, it's a lot inside of me, Kalea. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's a lot. Um, wait, what was the question? Take me there. Oh, yeah. Something that you excel at in self-care. You were saying that you excel at a lot of things, but... Um, packing routine mm-hmm. is that. Yeah. When I know what I'm supposed to do, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why I like time. I really like time and I really value time. And when I'm organizing like a program or an exhibition or like an event, mm-hmm. I it is so important for me to be on time mm-hmm. because although time is not a real thing, there mm-hmm. are a number of circumstances that I feel like that are. And one is like a prejudice that exists between about our people mm-hmm. in, the, in not abiding by time. Okay. And I really, it is important for me to counter that. Um, but then also there's a huge part of me that doesn't believe in time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Pisces. <laughs> Pisces, Pisces. Because time's not real. Time is not real. I'm uh, trying to explain so, that to my <laughs> to my bosses. 
I struggle between this space of like honoring this thing that we know is not real, but that other people subscribe to and, Mm -hmm. and, and reflects upon me and my people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's something that I think about a lot. Um, time. I remember I started, here's some shade. Um, I was doing a program at the McCall center Mm -hmm. and the ED was like new in their role. ED? Executive director. Um, Allie um, is is their first name. Not you naming names. Yeah, yeah. This is T. And I remember like, I looked at the thing and I was like, oh, it's like a minute after. And I was like, because you know, it's not my shit. This is not my house. Yeah. And I'll start things. So I look at the people whose house it is and I'm like, yo, why are we late? And they were afraid to start because there was a quote-unquote homeless man that was lost in trying to enter into the McCall Center. And they had to call the police, no, they Kalea. Didn't, but okay. They had to call the police, Kalea, because they were weary about what this innocent bystander might do to a fucking art program. And our program was delayed because of it. And I was shook because... Of all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> um, including that there is just so much. Why are we doing this? There's a homeless shelter across the street. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I know exactly where the McCall Center is. You feel what I'm saying? And like, there's never been a moment and never been a time where I've passed that McCall Center and there hasn't been. Uh, like a houseless person there. But you know what, Kalea? This is somebody who doesn't come from that environment, who didn't have any relationship with this organization beforehand, mm. and who comes in cold. Okay. And he's a black man. Mm. And you call the police? And we call the police. Okay. And, and delay the program. And I was like, why don't we just have him come inside? What's the issue? Yeah. You want to come into program? Let him come into program. Yeah. What's the fucking issue here? Yeah. Damn. And I was so shook by that. But, like, I'm, uh, anyway, time is a thing for me. I try to be really mindful of time. And also, in, like, my professional life, you know, if, if we have a meeting that's an hour, I'm like, all right, it's 2.57. We got three minutes. <laughs> okay, time master. Let me, like, let, who's got things left to say? Yeah. I think you that's know? very, I think that's very fascinating just because... I mean, definitely certain things I'm I'm more than happy to keep time. If I don't want to be there, then I'm like, we got three minutes left. You have three minutes left of my time is what I'm saying. Um, I gave you an hour. Let's go. But um, I think I, I do agree that the people have that idea about um, more artistic people and about um, black and brown people. And it's not a stereotype that I hate. I actually really appreciate it because then it gives me an excuse. And I'm also <laughs> and I'm also queer and like queer, queer people just aren't on time. I don't know what I don't know what we're doing, but we're not being on time is what we're looking not. cute, getting cute, getting cute, you know, it takes time to get this. It get, takes time to get this cute, you know. And so, yeah, 33 years to get this. Yeah, I like and I do struggle with time and like it stresses me out as a a Virgo rising because I'm like, you know, people time is very important. I don't want people to think that I'm disrespecting them. But I'm also just like, what is the rush? 
<laughs> like, I mean, some things, sure, you got to be on time for. I have a nine to five. I got to be on time for that. And I, I, you know, we start our day at 830 and I get there at 830. And <laughs> we don't do overtime anymore. So you're not going to catch me doing overtime. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's a very interesting thing that you say that you like excel at as far as self-care goes. Yeah, I'm good at being on time. Um, and that feels like caring for myself when I can do it. Yeah. Um, my co-parent might vehemently disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Is he not on time? No, I'm often late with him. Oh, I love that. Um, we can pick and choose, you know? Yeah, you know, I think it's... I, I'm trying to get better. But it, I acknowledge its value and its importance, and that's what's key here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We did it. Did we do it? We answered. You answered all the hard questions, and now we get to do ba da ba ba da ba manifestation match. Ba da ba. Did I do okay? Yeah, you did great. You know what I was reading about this morning? What? Um, Alex Trebek's replacement has been installed. Who is it? It's a white man who was the executive producer on Jeopardy for the past, like, 20 years. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. Isn't it? Huh. Isn't it? Because they were having, like, different people, yes. right? They had LeVar Burton. I think they had, yes. like, Mayim Bialik or something. Yes. yes. And I was kind of, like, riding that wave. Like, I, I fully do not watch Jeopardy, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, like, people, like, who's watching Jeopardy is what I want to know. <laughs> I did read the comments on the article, and there were people that were like, I've been watching for 40 years. And I'm like, who? I'm no longer watching yeah. yeah, Alex, I mean, honestly, like, he was that guy. Like, he was, like, he was like America's sweetheart. Um, but that being said, I do, like, respect and actually enjoy Jeopardy, but I just, like, don't have it. Like, I don't, I don't watch Things. If it was on, I mean, and if they had, like, a dope, young, black person who was doing it, I would watch God, it. That would be it would so be much fun. Or, like, a really, like, unproblematic comedian, which, like, who would that even be? But I was just about to say, who would it be? Yeah, like, who? I was like, I thought, like, at first I was like, what's her name, Leslie Jones or something? No, they're all bad. Michael Che, people are coming. Oh, yeah, Michael Che was hot trash. Yeah. I don't, and I, I'm not too familiar with the shit because... Like, I only know him from sat, from like SNL, right? Yes. And then I was listening to The Read, which is a podcast. Yes. Of, yes. Shout out. Shout out to The Read. Please love, love me. You. I love you. <laughs> Your inspirations. Um, but like, and they were talking about what he did as far as like wow. intentionally making fun of Simone Biles. I was like, Simone Biles, the Olympian, the thing the that you'll most? never be. Are you fucking the kidding me? And you're making fun of her because she's like, ooh, what I'm not about to do is stress myself out at the fucking Olympics, man. Go fuck yourself, Michael Che. That shit was wild. Dill showed up the next day and was like, here's a cute little gymnast. Mm, Routine for you. Mm, Still got a medal. Like, let this person live. I just, uh, uh. Like, people who were like... I can't even say, I mean, like, in comparison to, like, Simone Biles, he's absolutely, at very best, mediocre. And so it's just, like, the audacity. And, like, also, why would you, a black man, go and hate Niggas. on a black woman? Niggas. 
just get the fuck out of my face. He's giving like um incel. He's giving um trash. He's giving coom. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, a, this is a tap dancing move. Did you hear what they were saying on the read too? That he had non-black people writing comments about what they would say about her. And, and then, then posted them. it and was just like, and then rating him. And I was like, oh, so you hate black women. Wow, Kalea, I can't. That shit makes me, so, it makes me so like, honestly, like some people were like, oh, but like, you know, cancel no. culture. But I will absolutely no. cancel I'll cancel everybody. I won't listen to shit. I truly won't. Just like... Everyone is canceled. Yeah, like, okay, fine. I guess I'm not listening to music. I'm only listening to... I can't listen to, like, you know, the, quote, classical greatest because they were on some wild fucking shit, too. <laughs> it's true. Um, I can't listen to recent stuff. Um, okay, that's fine. I'm a musician. I can just make up my own shit because what I'm about to do is, like, support that kind of shit. Like, I just sit here in silence. Yeah, we'll just, we'll all be quiet. Just shut the fuck up, everybody, because you're going to say some shit, and I'm going to cancel you, too. Like, I'm just, like, it's just, it's exhausting. Like, it truly is exhausting, and, like, I don't know. If we if, if, I, if we woke up tomorrow morning and found out Beyonce is actually a terrible person and, like, a murderer, I'd be like, guess Beyonce's canceled, too. And I fucking love Beyonce. I love Beyonce. But, like, if Beyonce. we... Beyonce. But yeah, if we find that shit out, then I'm like, okay, well, bye, Beyonce. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's that easy for me, but. It's what it is. Yeah. <sighs> Manifestation mash. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. The first category is. The category is. Yes. Geography. Oh, okay. I like how you yeah. act surprised. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I really liked listening to um, Mustafa and Alicia's. Oh, my God. Him. It was so great. <laughs> <laughs> They're so when, great. What was it? Alicia was like, North Carolina, but also Africa. Yeah, it was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I think one of their answers, actually, I actually have it written down, but it's just like Africa and like Ghana or something. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> That was great because I feel the same way. Yeah. Okay. I love North Carolina, but also take me to Africa. No, I mean, okay. Geography. You know, Kalea, I'm a I'm a city girl. Okay. I'm a big city girl. Put me in a put me in a Chicago. What do I do? Four? It's four. Yeah, four. So Chicago. Put me in a, yeah, put me in a Chicago. Um, put me in a Japan. Um put me in a, put me in water places. Put me in a Venice, um, and and put me in a put me in a Miami. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say. I was like, oh, you're a city girl, Miami, Miami, Bienvenido. <laughs> Yo, I don't know, God, where the fuck were we? I was with some friends, and the song was playing, and they were they were like saying some bullshit, and I said, he's saying Bin, Bienvenido. Amiami, and they were like, beady, beady, Amiami, and I was like, they're saying welcome to Miami, <laughs> and they were like, no, and I was like, yes, it's absolutely what they're saying, Bienvenido, Amiami, <laughs> and they were just like convinced that I was like making it up, and I was like, no, it's, <laughs> anyways, Miami, okay, so we have Chicago, Japan, Venice, and Miami, not Miami, 
No. Miami. Oh, Miami. Yes. Bienvenido, Miami. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. And then what are four things that you would like to do? I would like to do nothing and just be wealthy. Yes, obviously. Lived off of residuals. Yes, yes. I would like to, you know, I don't dream of labor. I would like to, um, you know, always be coming into new monies. Okay. <laughs> Seeing a theme here. Um, I would like to, um, oh, sail. Ooh, okay. I love sailing. Uh, and I would also like to, yeah, I like sailing. I would also like to not sail and just be on water. Okay. Pisces? Yeah, for real. Really. <laughs> for real. <laughs> it's All right. a thing. Um, home building. I'm going to send you when we get off of this. This mm-hmm. video, Max's first thing that she did in the tub today is normally she sits up in the tub like this and I like wash her like this. Mm-hmm. You know, she's sitting. Mm-hmm. And today, she like lays down in the tub like this for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> like on her belly in the pool tub. And she's like, pool. And I was like, yeah, baby, it's like pool. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I have done that in a bath. Like, as a child, I stayed yes. being a mermaid in the bathtub. Mom was like, you got to bathe. And I'm like, I'm a mermaid. <laughs> like, Little Mermaid was my bitch. Fucking loved her. And I was like, oh, water? Okay. Here we go. Let's be mermaids. Um, okay. So, home okay. building. <laughs> Home building. Okay, I saw this thing on Instagram today, and I'm gonna send it to you. But I think it's my dream house, and it's really—it's not a house. It's a conserve. What is it? Like a greenhouse? It's a greenhouse. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I want to live in a greenhouse, or I want to live in a desert house, like one of those houses that's underground and like really efficient. Oh, you know? an earth ship. Yeah, yeah, I like that shit. Um, I also would be cool with living in a very fancy glamping vehicle. Mm. right like if we had like a really big rv or like a nice built out sprinter i could live that life okay um one more is a mansion (laughs) (laughs) obviously (laughs) (laughs) obviously and uh, legacy (laughs) Um, i I need halibut (laughs) this is a legacy is like all the things i leave behind right yeah Okay, so um, infinite love. Wow, isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, books, knowledge, all my shit. Um, I also am interested in, um, you know, raising a child who is liberated and completely mm-hmm. free. That's really important to me. Um, and then the last thing about legacy, it's like, I mean, it's cool to have a baby because I feel like that's so much of the legacy piece, but beyond Max, I feel like it's like what I've built, you know? Um, uh, my girlfriend said to me the other day, she was like, how long have you been involved in philanthropy? And I was like, oh, I just did this thing recently. Like I just did this fellowship in 
the philanthropic sector and she was like no but you've done this and you've created these scholarships and you've done this thing and I was like oh you're right like I actually have done these things that I haven't considered as a part of that channel Mm -hmm. and I think that this that this is an important part of my legacy Mm -hmm. is creating opportunities that live beyond me Mm -hmm. um that support black people and black artists and black women Mm-hmm. And that could be through like scholarships that I've built or like programs that exist. But like that is only that is not only an important part of my work or who I am as a being, but I feel like that is what I want to base my legacy on. Okay. That's dope. Thanks. Um okay, now choose a number between one and nine. Seven. I knew you were gonna choose that. Yeah, okay. it's my number. Um, have you, um, I would love to hear more about why it's your number. I, I do a three, a one, a zero, and a seven. Those are my numbers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They show up all the time. I do a three and a, a seven. Do you do a one? Mm, no. Mm. But a one is a derivative of a seven and a three because they're both odd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you do a zero? No. That's an even one. Yeah, I don't like even numbers. Okay. Yeah. Three, three is just good. And I, I like, because I like, um, how you can always tell if something is a multiple of three. Mm-hmm. Like if you just add up the numbers, is it a multiple of three? I think, I think three is really dope. I think seven is really cool too, because complete. it's complete. And like every number that seven is a multiple of it can end in from zero one two three four five six seven eight nine mm-hmm. like yeah i think that's really cool i'm also seeing you're that. right yeah i think that's really cool anyways seven so every seven i'll cross off until we have one in each category all right y'all pray for me <laughs> <laughs> sale sale do you remember that song wow okay Books slash knowledge. Wow. (laughs) I love it already. Yeah. Wait. What's the house? Uh, Nothing. Wealthy. Oh, lovely. We don't dream of labor. (laughs) (laughs) Infinite love. Oh, Oh my gosh. It's getting better and better. Coming into money. Always. Kalea. So as as far as doing, we have you on the water. Wow. Chicago. <gasps> Mansion. Stop. <laughs> Mansion in Chicago on the water. <laughs> desert. <laughs> desert slash Earthship. <laughs> Greenhouse. So uh-huh. for home building, we have fancy glamping. Okay, cute. Creating opportunities for black and brown folks. Always important. So for legacy, we have liberated child. Oh, my little baby Max. Japan. Wow. 
Venice. Okay, you ready? Okay. Here we go. Oh, should I do an actual drum roll? There's drums right there. I don't uh, know. <laughs> I'm good on that. <laughs> also, that classroom ass, science class ass chair. What the fuck? This is, this is for Max. This is Max's little learning set. Okay, okay. That looks like a full adult size, but it I'm is. not judging. <laughs> but she be banging on it. Of course, of course. She's two, uh, almost. She's 21 months. So. <laughs> You will be, um, Here we go. you will be fancy glamping on the water in Miami, wow. which is possible, excuse me, Miami, um, and your legacy <laughs> will be that of a liberated child. That's good. I love it. I love it for you. Thank you, Kalea. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, manifest. Boom, boom, manifestation mash. Here we go. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. All right, and now is the time for advice. Advice. Well, somebody gave me good advice when I was young in my career. And they told me to never be afraid to ask for something you want mm. and know specifically who to ask for or Ooh. to ask. Um, and that has been really good advice yeah. for me in my career. I'm not afraid to ask for things. You're not. I think that's something no. that I really admire about you, actually. Thank you, Kalea. I yeah. appreciate that. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. The most people can say is no. And then you're like, okay, bet. Let me go find somebody else. And there's always somebody else who will be willing to do the thing. Yeah. You just got to find them. And once you find them, it's like, bet. It makes sense. Um, and sometimes it's not one person. Sometimes it's multiple people that can fulfill that need. But you still have to find out who those people are. But often, if you find one of those people, they can lead you to the other people. Yeah. You just have to always be clear about what your ask is. Mm-hmm. Like, know specifically what it is you're asking for. I mean, I've worked with artists so many times in my career as, like, a manager, an assistant, as an agent, and I'll be reviewing, you know, like a, I'll read an email that someone has sent them that presents an opportunity mm-hmm. and there's no specific ask. <laughs> what do you mean? They don't say what there is they're asking for. They're just excited about working with an artist. I'm like, hey, we're, you know, I'm from CNN, Kalea. I think you're dope. I'd like to work with you. Maybe we could spend some time on the, on the phone talking about ideas oh okay what's your ask what do you need how much money is involved what do you need me for how long is it gonna take you know like who yeah. what, why what, why do the whole thing and yeah. that is i think from the other side of things right like when we are the grantee or the asker or the person who's excited about collaborating with someone mm-hmm. who you don't already have a connection with be clear with your ask yeah and literally go through the thing of who what why when whatever you know Mm -hmm. how yeah who are you what are you asking for why do you need this yeah and and never send an email to anyone without including compensation benefits or how much money will be involved in it like like let me know what's going on yeah i think that's wonderful advice i mean i think that that's very that is key this is the advice 
from both the asker and the ASCII. If you are asking, know what you're asking for. Mm -hmm. And if you are the ASCII, you should be able to deduce. Oh no, you're frozen. All right, we're back. Okay, my bad. No, it's probably um, my my Wi-Fi. I was like, what happened? But yeah, no, if you're the ASCII, know what it is you're asking for. Mm-hmm. Or know what it is. Okay, let me say that again. If you're the ASCOR, if you're asking, know mm-hmm. what it is that you're asking for. Mm-hmm. If someone is asking you something, don't be afraid to ask the questions that you need clarity about. Yeah. Like how much you're being compensated for an opportunity. There's yeah. been so many instances where I've worked with an artist before where they've received a quote unquote opportunity from somebody before and it never talks about compensation. Mm. And my my immediate like my um suggestion uh is often to respond with an email that says thank you so much for this opportunity i'm really excited to collaborate with you however i can i i I literally like cannot pursue any opportunities that don't provide compensation at this time so like let me know what's up though (laughs) (laughs) yeah give give me a timeline and let me know how much money this is going to be otherwise i can't yeah you can find somebody else so that's my thing and also we don't work for free you guys who is we we, nobody, we don't work for free. Yeah. We don't. Mm-mm. None of us. We don't work for free. Mm-hmm. None of it. It's not about exposure. It's not about your clientele. It's not about opportunities that might come in the future. We don't work for free. Yeah. We work for free for 500 years. Your ancestors Ooh. work for free. You don't have to work for free. You should be compensated for your labor. And if somebody presents something to you that seems like an opportunity where they don't pay you, it's not an opportunity. And often, if you raise this as a concern, they will pay you. So always raise it as a concern. But we don't work for free. I'll yeah. say that again. We don't work for free. Thank you for that. Yeah. Truly, yeah. Do you think that, um, have you noticed that certain people, there are certain groups that maybe have a more difficult time asking for compensation or asking for, you know, whatever yeah you already know Kalea you know it's us (laughs) it's us and that us is black people that us is black women that us is queer people right that us um and it is problematic because we historically have lived and operated so long in these systems where we have operated without being compensated and Mm -hmm. so it is a norm yeah um, I remember at the Gantt Center, my, um, here it is, another name. I know. I was like, okay. Here she comes. My, uh, uh, was it chief operations officer, officer at the time, my whole time at the Gantt Center, when I worked there as the creative director, mm-hmm. whenever I would bring a new artist, it was always the discussion of whether or not we had to compensate them because they might be willing to do the work for exposure. Ooh, yikes. This is a museum. Yeah. The museum cannot function without artists. 
you as an artist, as a creative, are an incredibly important facet for this ecosystem to run. Yeah. And if you are not a part of it, none of it functions. Yeah. So please don't get it twisted. Yeah. <laughs> like wow. none of this can happen without you. So you need to be compensated for the work that you're doing and the labor that you don't listen to it. It's not exposure. That's noise. It's not about the people who you can meet. That's noise. It's not yeah. about the work that could potentially sell. That's the worst, Kalea, is when you're working with a gallery as an artist and a gallery is like, we think we've got really good people. We think that we'll be able to sell 50% of the show. Oh, you know, we it's looking really good. We might be able to sell out more. I've heard that four other people are excited about this painting. That That's nothing. I'd rather you not say anything. Yeah. It's like, so it's is really it going to sell? Am I going to make money or not? Don't even, like, let me know when it's already happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just don't come at me about the publicity, about the how good it is, that Instagram followers, like that that's all irrelevant. That's yeah. all irrelevant. Like compensate me for my work, compensate me for my labor. Yeah. So that's my advice. We don't work for free. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> now the end is near. Um, and I must ask for your promotions. So tell me about all the dope shit that you do. Tell me about all your Instagrams. Tell me about everything. Okay. All right. So I am at Jesse Plane. That's Jesse with an E, J E S S E P L A N E, like airplane. Jesse Plane. Um, my name is Jessica. I go by Jessica. Um, but my family calls me Jesse. Folks call me Jess because I think it's shorthand, but I don't really go by Jess. I'm Jessica. But my family calls me Jesse. And so um, I'm always often, my best friend actually, Mary Mariba. Mariba. Um, you might know Mariba. She's dope. She just she's had a baby. She just had a baby. She's a singer, songwriter. She's amazing. Um, she gave me that nickname when we moved. We, were, we went to college together, and she gave me that nickname in college because she was like, uh, I don't know, you're always going and you're always coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's accurate, yeah. And uh, Jesse Plain, and that's my website also, um, jessieplain.com. I have some exhibitions that are coming up that I'm really excited about, um, that I'm planning but are not yet, you know, able for me to speak about so that's the thing there'll be some shows in charlotte in 2022 that we should you know i'd love to see y'all there um i'm working with a couple of um i'm doing some speaking engagements at common field and upswell right now uh i run a residency in charlotte north carolina called the roll-up clt and we'll be welcoming our six resident artists which i'm really excited about this year yeah um I also have a residency that I run in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania that supports black mothers and we'll be hosting an exhibition in this coming year that I'm curating and I'm really excited about that. It'll be at the Mattress Factory um, in 2022. Um, let's see, we just wrapped up Boom Festival of this year with the Call to Create a year after the murder of George Floyd and that presented about 20 different uh, Charlotte-based and North Carolina-based artists. That was dope. Um, 
I also just created a brand new grant stream in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania that supports specifically black people. Um, so if you want $3,000 and you're a black person in Pennsylvania, come apply for this grant program called Seed Money. I'm excited about that. Seed, S-E-E-D? Yes, you did that exactly right. S-E-E-D. It's going to launch this month. This is, this is the new new, so it hasn't even come out yet. Wow. I'm about that. That's going to be exciting. I've also been making work, so I had some stuff that uh, this south end bloom festival i had an art installation i had a billboard up in wilkinsburg pennsylvania um as a part of the save art space i had some work in anthropology and motherhood exhibition at youngstown youngstown state university all within this past month so i'm still making work um but i'm also making these grant programs and trying to create more space for black artists um, within our ecosystem. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I mean, uh, Max's birthday is in November. She's going to be two. I'm thinking a lot about that now. I'm going to uh, Prospect in New Orleans in October. Y'all should come for, to that, Prospect NOLA. It's like a big art event that takes um, over the city. That should be dope, October 21st. I think I heard, wait, is that... Is that the one where there are there going to be musicians? Yes, it's a whole thing, Kalei. You should come to it. I was, I think I'm going to be out of the country. I think, but I was gonna. I know, which is I'm excited about. But like, um, before I knew I was going out of the country, I was considering going, taking my vacation, and just going down there for that. So, mostly just because I love Brittany Howard and I saw that she's performing. So, I mean, maybe we can make something work. Maybe. I would love that. Because that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and mostly, honestly, Kalea, because Jason just passed away recently, I've been stepping away from my work activities in a way that feels really foreign to me. Maybe this is my self-care. Okay. And instead, I am focusing more on seeing my people. Hmm. So I'm going to be traveling to see all these new babies, all my new nieces and nephews who've been born within the past year. Uh, I'm going to be going to some music festivals, double masked and wearing glasses at a safe distance. Um, And I'm just going to be in spaces where I can like celebrate my people because it has become increasingly important Mm -hmm. to me that we celebrate each other while we can. So absolutely. That's that's what's on my docket. I love all of those things. The website you mentioned is j e s s e p l a n e dot com. Yeah, Jesse Plain is all of that stuff that you just said available on your website. Yeah, you'll find it. Good, 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 good. I'll I'll be sure to post it as well. Thank you, Clay. And I'm also. Um, you can find me on Instagram with the same name. There's also the programs, the two residencies that I run also have Instagrams. It's at the roll up, uh, like as in you're rolling up, like whether it be you're rolling up a J or you're rolling up to my house, mm-hmm. uh, it's the roll up CLT. I like both of those things. And then the other one is <laughs> Did a quick plus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't show up to my house unless you're rolling up. Um, and the other one is Soul Shrine. Uh, 
Bibles S I B Y L S um, Shrine S H R I and the Sybil is why it's called that this residency for Black mothers. Um, the Sybils predate um, Greek mythology. Mm. They were a tribe of Black women who were the first matriarchs. I'm obsessed. And so we are a shrine of those Sybils. Wow. Finished hair, finished gel closed, twist done. Yes, now I just gotta sit under dryer for hours. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Jesse, plain. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. I've known you forever. You can call me whatever the hell you want. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, Daddy, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for um, just talking and uh, about, you know, we, we answered, you answered the questions, but also just about everything else, which here's the thing. I mean, you, you've listened to the podcast. It's tangential, right? Like, it's just like, while we're here, we might as well just go ahead and talk about this. Um, but I always enjoy conversation with you and I really do appreciate you as a person as a friend, um, as a fellow black queer uh, person in this world. I um, feel the same about you. Hell. Um, thanks for being- My favorite, one of my favorite mm. things about Leia. Ooh, yikes. Historically. Oh man. Um, but I haven't, you know, we haven't gotten to share much space together in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but historically, one of my favorite Kalea things is when I would see you whenever you started at a new place. And I was so excited to see you. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, this one particular coffee shop, and I was like, oh, yay. And um, the manager operator guy was like so pissed. <laughs> Because he was very, like, um, he was very, it, it was Basil Coffee, and his name is Bryce. Um, and he was just, like, annoyed because he was, like, very into, like, image and very into, like, knowing all the cool people. And I kept having people, like, my friends, come in, and I was just like, hey, let me make you a drink. What's up? And he was just like, I don't know them. And I'm like, yeah, because they're not your friends. Like, you see them as, like, customers, and you see them as, like, opportunities, and you see them as, like, we're making connections. I just happen to know these people. (laughs) Like... However the fuck I know people, that's how I, you know, like, that's what it is. But he was just like, you know, I want them to pay attention to me and like, you know, we can like, da, 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 da. yeah, that place was kind of wild, actually. And I, I remember a lot of people were um, saying that it was like a black owned business, but it actually, in fact, was not a black owned business. It was owned by just a rich white guy. Um, and yeah, and that information that false information was never refuted and i thought that it was important because it's like black people are going to support a black owned business right that's why i went there yeah especially that's where a lot of people went there and i was talking to brianna and like uh, some weeks ago or whatever and i just like randomly brought up like how shitty it was working there um and i was like yeah and people kept saying it was black owned and and I get it because like the face was was him who's, yeah. a, who's a black man but he wasn't the owner 
And she, and she was like, are you kidding me? I was like, no, everyone thought it was black owned. And I didn't want to like shit talk. Right. Because like at the time I was kind of deeply in the coffee industry. And so I didn't want to be like, here's all the tea, but ultimately, yeah, that was, that was the thing. And it it really bothered me because people were like, oh, it's this, and it's like, it was a beautiful space. It was absolutely beautiful. Aesthetically, it was wonderful. It had really great, um, equipment and all that kind of stuff and so black people were like this shit is dope you know what i mean and it's like in the west side of charlotte but yeah it was absolutely owned by a rich white guy oh my god kalea yeah even that wasn't even the rhetoric that was shared from folks who are part of the team it was always we're black we care about yeah yeah well and like there was this one guy that worked there who's like this white yeah he's he's just afro he's not he's not latino (laughs) either <laughs> just just a regular nigga like not even like huh. spanish-speaking one just yeah his wife was is huh. colombian though like his wife is i mean probably like white but colombian but isn't that interesting yeah people be saying whatever people say whatever honestly, i believe it i believe it i mean i like bryce i've not had any bad experiences with him um but that's interesting yeah yeah, it was really, it was really wild. I felt, I mean, like whenever, whenever he fired me, I was kind of like, yeah, I kind of knew you were gonna fire me. Fired? Yeah, he fired me because, well, he fired me. He said because essentially I wouldn't work on the farm. <laughs> I'm not a farmer. <laughs> like I have no interest in farming. And I'm a barista. I'm a barista, and I also said that in like one of the interviews like that I had I was just he's like you know are you interested in that I'm like I mean I'm cool with like checking out the farm that like sources the vegetables and stuff like that but I'm not sure. I'm not trying to work on a farm no I'm black I'm I'm black my ancestors did that and did that I don't, for 500 years I don't want that also like I had a full-time job on top of that so yeah. like at what point was I going to work the full-time job my part-time job there and go to a farm all the way in something no I'm not doing any of that but yeah, he said that, but it was actually just because he was really terrible at business. And so he couldn't, I mean, that's why I went out of business because he was just not, yeah. he did it. Yeah, he kind of ruined it, but that's really it. Whatever. Okay, here's my final question. Yeah. On the read, do you remember listening to the one most recently where it was like homegirl who's from Africa, but she had a black boyfriend, black American boyfriend, okay. and she had the job to pick cotton. <gasps> yes. What are your thoughts? <laughs> right? That's why I was like, Kalea, what are your thoughts? Because I heard that and I was like, yikes. I, yes. Because uh, uh, like, you're not catching me out in the fields picking cotton. These are not cotton picking right. hands. Okay? No. You see my cuticles? I'm getting my nails done tomorrow. Okay? Um, I sunburn. Um, and I'm allergic to sunscreen. <laughs> I'm um, not what you would call like an outside. I mean, I, that's not true. I actually really love. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I. that was like such an interesting thing because her just black American boyfriend was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, and she was just kind of like, I mean, yeah, like, why not? Yeah, like, I'm a bioengineer or whatever the fuck science thing that she is. She's like, it's literally yeah. for science. <laughs> I would be in the lab if it wasn't in the field. Yeah, like, like I'm catch, I'm getting the cotton from the field and taking it to the lab. I'm not like giving it to like yes. massa for data her to, collection. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't really know, honestly. Like. Because on the one hand, it's just like, okay, well, you knew that you were 
uh, interviewing for a position for cotton science, whatever that's called. Um, So like there's that, right? Because I think in general, black people, especially, I can't say especially Southern black people because I'm a Southern black person and I don't really know a lot of non-Southern black people. Um, But like, I think black people try to distance themselves from cotton. Not to say that, like, we don't wear cotton, but it's just like, I'm not picking cotton. I'm not talking about cotton. I'm not referencing cotton. I'm not doing nothing with cotton. Who is she? I I never met her, right? And so I I get that distancing, and I I am not actively distancing myself from cotton because, like, I don't... I don't need to like, (laughs) I don't like, (laughs) I don't know. Like I love cotton, you know, cotton underwear, cotton shirts. Like I'm in that shit, you know, but it's just like, I'm not like, I would never even look at a cotton field, like whatever. But, um, I don't have access to cotton in like as a raw material, but I don't know. I mean, if the job pays well, and I also, and also like the thing is like, that was embarrassing, but also not unexpected was that the shit was in North Carolina. Oh, Clay, where else would it be? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. Do you know that my school's fight song was, um, it's like called like Dixie or whatever. And literally there's a line that, are you from Dixie? I say from Dixie, where the fields of cotton beckon to me. And I was like, who whose fields of cotton who's beck what cotton fields are who is this song about like so yeah i was like damn north carolina can't be can't we're embarrassing yeah but everywhere's embarrassing you're right you're right you're right you know pittsburgh uh just got voted in 2019 the least livable city for black women, like the least livable city. It was like, as soon as you move from here, you get better access to employment opportunities. Your life expectancy goes up. You have better air quality. Your children live longer. You live. It was just like this. Yikes. And specifically black women. Hmm. It came out from the mayor's office of pittsburgh in 2019 this was like a big report and when it came out too all the black women were like well duh bitch <laughs> it's like, like thanks for the science we've been saying that shit <laughs> but i guess all the data people, <laughs> all the scholars you know they're like who comment data are like oh well oh well now we have statistics that say that you know so it it's interesting mm. whenever these things come out but it just is like also really alarming. Yes, I know it and yes, I feel it. Mm-hmm. But it's alarming when it's acknowledged that I'm not the only one. Yeah. Yeah.